coming to get you. Welcome to the Fear Central Podcast. That's Heather over there. That's that, Chris. And that's Paul over there. And that's Mike over there. And here I am. And we're sitting around. We are. Not in that order. Well, yeah. we're sitting square, I think, though. Ish. Semicircle? Semi? If, if we wanted an audience, they could be right there. They could be. We could have a live oh. audience right there. We do. The plants. For the benefit of the listeners, I made a motion and pointed over there. Right. Right over there. Yeah. Do you think they saw it? I, I don't think so. Did you think they looked? Uh, unless there are hidden cameras all around this living room. Possible. Could they could have been no, over impossible. there? <laughs> Where? I don't know. We've all got our electronic devices, so we're being watched by somebody. Kim? Possible? Oh, Lord. How old are you? I fly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it is a new week and a new show. And this week, we uh, decided to follow along Paul's footsteps. And, uh, Baby steps. Yeah, that's how you get forward, move forward. <laughs> Can't jump or run. <laughs> Baby steps. You definitely um, want to see this girl run. <laughs> First thing, just fall over. So, uh, what did we choose to do this week, Paul? Um, while, we, while we were researching topics for this week, I got a list of the bottom 50 uh, movies on Rotten Tomatoes well, by score. For those who... There's, there's a lot of misconceptions about how Rotten Tomatoes works, but its percentage is based on positive and negative reviews. It's not kind of a one-to-one -one thing. Basically, Rotten Tomatoes takes a look at the review sees the numeric score or reads the review and then decides that it was a pass or that was a fail and then uses those percentages to say that this movie is so, you know, like so many percent fresh or so many percent rotten. Right. The ones that are on the, this list are all under 20, I believe. Most ones, that's all, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there were some zeros <clears throat> in there. See, I personally feel that Rotten Tomato score is backwards. Because I would think that the more Rotten Tomatoes thrown would be the worst score. Okay. but well, Because that's what happens is you throw the Rotten Tomatoes. And the more you get thrown, the worse the, the people are, the, the performance. Hmm. Well, you should let them know it's not a perfect analogy. It's true. Yeah. So. But, yeah, the higher it is, the, it goes from a smashed tomato that's green all the way up to, a is it a bag of tomatoes? Is it's it a bag? Like a, whenever it's like 100%? I don't think I've ever seen a bag. I've only <laughs> just seen single tomatoes. You never look at 100% fresh, huh? No, not really. <laughs> that just means critics are wrong and it's going to be a good movie. <laughs> what yeah. is a fresh one? There's a 94%. And it's, it's got a little moon behind it and a really nice looking tomato, if you're into that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Attack. not. A, I am not a tomato fan. Attack. Except for Return of the Rotten Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the Rotten Tomatoes. Anyways. Anyway. So we all we all took some time, looked at the list, and found things that we like, and we're kind of providing some justice for some movies that the critics panned. Right. So we've each picked one or two films that we believe did not deserve to be on this list. Yeah. 
<clears throat> for and, one reason or another. <laughs> and we will defend our movie. Yes. So, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Who wants to start? I think Heather should start because she's got two. Heather does have two. Paul has two as well. And they're both in the same universe. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. So, my first one is Friday the 13th. Yes. Jason Takes Manhattan. Ooh, part eight. Part eight. Okay. How does that one begin? It's a boat mm -hmm. on Camp Crystal Lake. He's on a boat? No, not yet. Oh. Okay. And it catches like an underwater power line mm -hmm. and causes a short, which therein lies the problem because then that shock from the cable mm -hmm. awakens Jason from the lake. Oh. Yeah. Wait, the, the boat is in the lake? So yeah. That's how it starts. That's how it the starts. The boat is in the lake. What type of boat are we talking about? Cruise liner. Yeah. In the Called lake? The in the lake. Yeah. In the lake. The one he drowned in. Yep. That's what it says. No, not the one he drowned in. The one that's just there. Okay. Because the boat anchor hits the line. Yeah. And it goes <coughs> short. Okay. In the bottom of Camp Crystal Lake. Okay. And <laughs> on the boat are a bunch of graduating high school seniors taking a boat Are they trip. honor students? Very academic? No. Not partiers at all? Well, you know, there's one that's pretty uh, even killed, but the okay. rest are, you know. And so Always have to have that one. Always have that one. <laughs> but, uh, so, this, these high school kids are on this boat. They're going on a senior trip to Manhattan on a boat. And Jason is awakened and he climbs on board. And then mm -hmm. that's where all hell breaks loose. <laughs> he kills one with a harpoon. He strips one naked. And I didn't quite understand that part. Like, why did he actually strip her naked in the bathroom instead of just leaving her the way she was and killing her with a bathroom mirror? Well, Jason listens to his producers. Mm, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess you've got to have some boobs in there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got to have boobs. It's a Friday the 13th. I'm telling you. <laughs> and so, like, the main character in the movie, mm -hmm. her, name, her name in the movie is Rennie, is terrified of water because she almost drowned when she was a child. And she's on this... She wasn't going to go on the trip, and then she decides she's going to go. Mm -hmm. and she keeps having these dreams about the little kid dying and drowning in the lake. So... That sounds like Jason. I know, doesn't it? And so... You know, they're on this boat, and he starts killing. He kills a girl in the bathroom, kills the captain of the boat. You know, he kills other students on a dance floor, throws one of them um, over the captain's quarters and onto the deck post so it pales him. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fun. And yes, I, I will give you this. The 90% of the whole movie is on the boat okay. and not in Manhattan. Well, but they do make it to Manhattan. They make it there. Okay. A few of them. Does, does Jason take it at that point? He tries. He kills... So, so they get to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And it's Rennie, the main character, her overprotective uncle, a teacher, and two students, her boyfriend and another kid. Well, they get off the boat, and they run into crackheads who abduct Rennie... 
and inject her with glowing green drugs. Like from Reanimator? Yeah, something like that. Okay. And so she starts tripping balls, and then they're having to fight Jason. One kid gets killed, and then they have to find a police officer, and then it's just Jason chasing these two kids around Manhattan. <coughs> he runs into thugs, and, you know. Okay. It's just fun. Yeah. Like, I and just like, kay. I like Jason movies. Mm -hmm. This particular one. It doesn't sound like it's like, the other ones. It's not. Because there's a few, because there's a, if I'm honest, there's a few of them that kind of feel like similar. Yes. Yeah, this is different. My second one is in the same universe, and it is very different. Okay. Well, hold on. Before you continue on there. Okay. So, the Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 8%. Only 8%. 8% fresh. 8% fresh. <laughs> we only threw 8% at Rotten Tomatoes. But let's, let's be honest. Like Paul said, in Friday the 13th, in that category, there are some that are the same thing, just different characters. The same thing, just yeah. different characters. The same thing. Just yeah. And I kind of <coughs> like it when it kind of goes off script a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? They're fun. And Jason takes Manhattan. It's on a boat. Yeah. He's killing people. I mean, it's fun. Um, this particular Jason is Kane Hodder. It is Kane Hodder. His second appearance as Kane mm -hmm. Hodder. Have a, have a. Um, <laughs> he has been noted as saying uh, in interviews that the shot that they do when they're in Times Square and it's him and they had all these people just surrounding him was the best moment in makeup mm -hmm. as Jason that he ever played. It's awesome. Because he's like there. Yeah. In, in Times Square, it's just him, Times Square, and it's like, I'm taking it. Well, and and the reviews on it are not good. I mean, some of them are, they're like, oh, well, it's a little bit different. You know, it's not t terrible. It, you know, gives you a different. And then some are like, yeah. oh, this is just the same thing. It lacks plot. It lacks, I mean, how, how you can call it Jason Takes Manhattan if it doesn't take place, the whole movie doesn't take place in Manhattan. And well, Friday I mean, you gotta get to Manhattan, so. Friday the 13th was always a pan franchise, though. I mean, oh, yeah. Like, you ever, like, look at the old Siskel and Ebert reviews on any of the Friday the 13th movies? Yeah. What was it on one of them? A moral, morally reprehensible. reprehensible piece of trash. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the critic consensus on this one. Jason terrorizes a ship and nearly sinks the franchise in a clunky sequel that feels like a self-parody without the charm. No, absolutely not. I love it. And, and I mean, am I wrong? Do you guys you guys like that one, right? I, I do. actually do. Yeah. See, see, and I I'm real bad about not listening to what critics say. I'm real bad about not listening to what other people say either about movies. And they're like, well, you shouldn't watch this. Well, then I have to watch it. Right. Well, because you want to know what's you, so terrible. You can ask Paul. I've made him subject me to some <laughs> some movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but so, I can say I've watched them now, so... One audience review was after over an hour, Jason finally arrives in Manhattan, but doesn't take shit. <laughs> Only making this another dull and miserably awful sequel that feels like an eternity. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that person's spouse made them watch the movie. Right. <laughs> <'Cause> yeah. <laughs> Okay, Karen, we understand. You don't like it. <laughs> Another one says, This movie's title should have been Jason Takes Manhattan, but it takes him over an hour to get there by ship. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. That's a, nice, that's a nice flip. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I I actually like it. I love I love the the boxing scene on the top mm-hmm. of the building. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have something in particular you really like? Like, I mean, you say it's fun, but is there a particular thing about this movie that you really like? Like, signature trait, characteristic, or anything? Well, I mean, in in all of the Friday the Thirteenth, he's an unstoppable killing machine, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't stay dead. Right. But it just feels it feels like a departure from the norm for me in this. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I really kind of like. Okay. So. I mean, you're still in the same kind of realm, but you're also in a whole different... Mm-hmm. In a whole different place. Yep. Whole different place. Yes. All right. Okay. So Jason takes Manhattan. Sure. Yeah. You said you have two as well? I have two as well. Okay. What's one of yours? The first one I've got is not necessarily a horror movie, but it, it graced the list and it had quite a bit. I, I, there are some interesting things about the filming of said movie. Okay. Um, so, first one I got is, uh, is uh, Nothing But Trouble. A 1991 comedy with uh, uh, directed by Dan Aykroyd. One of the few he got to actually lead because Aykroyd wrote several movies, including Ghostbusters and everything, but they always usually got cleaned up because uh, Aykroyd would get very into the nitty-gritty on any of his stories, Yeah, as is the case. And like th- this one, they gave him $40 million to make, a, to make a movie. He ended up going $5 million over budget. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, that's 1991 money, which, you know, at that point, like, the budgets for movies or whatever were in the neighborhood of, I don't know, for a movie that... It's a little ambitious for a comedy. Yeah. So the plot of said movie is based on... Uh, like uh, th- this, mo- uh, like nothing but trouble came to be whenever uh, Ackroyd went. Uh, Ackroyd went to go see Hellraiser, actually, with uh, Robert K. Weiss, I believe. Mm-hmm. They uh, they uh, were they had uh, they just had oral surgery and didn't want to laugh, so uh, they say, "Oh, we'll go watch a horror movie." And there were people in the audience laughing during Hellraiser. Yeah, and he said, "We we'll, we'll make a horror comedy." And after a scrape with a, uh, a w- with a speeding ticket where they got put through, you know, quote, kangaroo court. Right. Like whenever you get pulled over and then you're like, you got to go see my uncle who's the judge here in yeah. the you know, backwater or whatever. He's like, uh, Ackroyd decided to, uh, took six months and turned that into a script. Right. So the plot of the movie is Chevy Chase and Demi Moore are a couple of yuppies who get... Uh, who get pulled through a speed trap by uh, John Candy as an officer and end up in Valkenvania. Right. <laughs> I forgot the name of it, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's apparently an analog for uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania. It, but uh, Which is Silent Hill. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, so, like, they're a score... They're, because they're argumentative, they're... Uh, uh, 
Chevy Chase, Demi Moore, and like the oh, they're Brazilian, aren't they? The couple that he's with, yeah, Taylor uh, Negron, Taylor, yeah, yeah, Taylor and Negron, who Valerie I've seen Bromfield. him in a long, long, long time. <laughs> Anyways, they got a. They get uh, they get brought in and see the judge, also uh, played by Dan Aykroyd, Judge Alvin. Uh, <laughs> I forget what his last name is, but he's he's in a ton of makeup to make him look like he is old as sin, with like, a penis nose. Yes, uh, it's Judge Alvin J. P. Valkenheiser. Yes. Oh yeah, Valkenheiser. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, his court is found in, founded in this old manor house. That's surrounded by a junkyard with fires constantly going over. Yeah, there is a thing called a thresher, which makes an appearance towards the towards the end. The bone thresher, which makes an appearance. Yeah, um, basically, like they look like this, like this murderous speed trap. Like anybody that like is unfortunate enough to uh, like break, you know, any minor law gets brought into this place. And if they're found wanting of uh, mo- on moral grounds by the judge, they end up going through kind of death games in the junkyard. Yeah, it's it's horror as much as you could like Looney Tunes meets Temple of Doom horror. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> before they have to go through the games, they get put in a holding area, which is the attic, covered yep. in light uh, driver's licenses. Mm-hmm. One belonging to. Uh, uh, who's the guy that they're always looking for? Jimmy Hoffa. Hoffa, yeah. Yep. I wanted to say D.B. Cooper, but that wasn't right. <laughs> uh, the, the thing, uh, so the thing that that uh, the thing that I really like about this movie is you can you can see Aykroyd's passion all over it. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, you cannot see Chevy Chase's passion all over it because even though he drew the biggest paycheck, apparently behind the scenes he was constantly demoralizing. Ackroyd in front of all of the people working for him and Ackroyd was constantly going to bat for all of his set designers and his makeup effects which is the heart and soul of that movie oh yeah because um, Ackroyd does three characters I think mm-hmm. and then Candy's got two characters mm-hmm. um, yeah and then there's a special appearance by a musical artist Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. Humpty Hump in the Digital Underground. Oh yeah. Two performances. <laughs> Same song is the, the the one like they get out of their speeding ticket by playing the by playing the like you know, you're expecting the judge <clears throat> to pet, find them wanting and go through the bone thresher or whatever, but they play they play uh. They play same song, this rap song, this like synth rap song or whatever, and immediately the judge takes to it, starts play, like dusts off the organ and starts playing yeah. along with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it it's insane. It's very visually interesting. Now, like, I mean, if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes, like the reason for like the reason the critics gave it the the score they did. Oh, let's see. Yeah, they gave it a 13%. 13%. New York Times, a charmless feature-length joke about the world's most elaborate speed trap. Pretty concise. Yeah. Uh, variety, the story turns into an extended maze with Chevy Chase and Demi Moore as the principal Nintendo-ized t- 
targets, running through one tepid peril after another while mouthing banal wisecracks. <laughs> uh, for Orlando Sentinel. For the most part, however, the humor depends on the, upon the audience's finding the movie's repulsiveness funny. Yeah. I, I don't... <laughs> Somehow, somehow, like, the fact that Chevy Chase is checked out works for it occasionally. Because John Candy himself plays the twins. He, he plays Eldon and his sister. And the right. sister takes, gets the hots for Chevy Chase. Yeah. And I'll say, like, some of that tends to work pretty well. And yeah. you can tell that Aykroyd is, you know, wholly invested in that. You know? Oh, yeah. Because he plays the big giant baby, basically, yeah. with the diaper and Bobo. Yeah. Yes, it. If like if I'm pick, like if, uh, like if somebody uh, if somebody like if I'm arguing right now, I'm not saying this is a perfect movie at all. No, I'm just gonna tell you, it's as close as to you're like it, it's two things. It's about as close as you can get to live action Looney Tunes this side of Gremlins Two, the new batch. Yeah, and it's also. Not like anything you've ever watched. Mm. I can't think of much that reminds me of that it reminds me of. Comedically, about the closest I could think of would be Raising Arizona. Maybe. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, critic consensus on this one. There's nothing good in nothing but trouble. A grotesque comedy that is more likely to make audiences ill than make them laugh. <laughs> That's the consensus. No. Yeah. I find it. I find it a. I find it a pretty good adventure movie. Yeah, with some I enjoy horror, it. with some horror tropes. I liked it so much about it. Yeah, I. I honestly don't know. Like, I recommend if you hadn't seen it. I don't know if it'll make you laugh. It might not. But at the same time, I don't think you'll ever get bored. It would depend on your your sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you like something that's a little out there and dark, mm-hmm. you might enjoy it. I love the set piece. Oh yeah, the set, the junk de- the great. set design is all amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I love the courthouse. The all it, it kind of makes me think of uh, Texas Chainsaw a little bit with the design of that the was, junk card in the he, house. And he yeah, Ackroyd himself described it as uh, in the vein of Texas Chainsaw and Beetlejuice whenever yeah. he was selling it. I could see that. I could see that. I have to watch this movie. It is. It, it's fun. It's a fun ride. <laughs> a fun ride on the Bone Thresher. Oh, yeah. All right. Who's next? That's Mike. I'm Mike. <laughs> I suppose I will go next. <laughs> uh, I only chose one. Um, I, I was thinking of a second one, but I I wasn't sure if I was going to pick another one because there were several in here that I actually enjoy myself. Um, I, I only picked two because I really wanted to talk about nothing but trouble, but there was one on the the list that I was like, that is just good. I have no idea why it's on here. Yeah. Um, one of my fa- I picked the other one. My second one is probably my one of my favorites. Right. Uh, but the one I picked is 2017's Rings, mm-hmm. which is the third or fourth. I thought it was the fourth in the series. And there are Rings 3. Am I wrong? Um, um, hold on. I remember Rings 1 and Rings 2, the Japanese Ringu 
Ringu too, but I thought there was a third ring. Well, Nakata, Hideo Nakata helmed one of the sequels. I think he helmed Ring 3. You're right. Yeah. I thought because there, there were, there's an American and a Japanese Ring 1 and 2. Right. And then there's Ring 3, which is sort of combined both. Right. I, I thought so. No. Yeah. Or no, that's the grudge. No, that's the grudge. Oh, that's is that the grudge? Oh, okay. okay. There's only two. The Ring 1. Japanese. Ring 2. And rings, and then rings. On the Japanese, the Japanese on the Japanese side, there's the movie Ryzen, which is the prequel movie. Okay, okay, yep. Um, but rings, if you're unfamiliar, is um, about a video that you will watch, and it's very short. But then afterwards, almost immediately, you will get a phone call, and told you have seven days to live. Dun dun dun. Seven, seven days. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, has it been seven days for Monica yet? <laughs> yes, it has actually. <laughs> and it fell on her birthday. Oh man! Yeah, damn. Um, but Rings only got an eight percent on the tomato meter. Uh, critics' consensus is Rings may offer ardent fans of the franchise a few threadbare thrills. But for everyone else, it may feel like an endless loop of muddled mythology and rehashed plot points. Mm -hmm. So in this one, um, the video actually goes from videotape from the original films and gets digitized. And a professor actually finds the original videotape in an old VCR that he buys at some antique store or something. Watches it, gets the call and decides he's going to do an experiment on it. So he digitizes it and brings in several of his students to watch it. And then for the first time that I remember, if you get someone else to watch a copy that you've made, then you're seven days in and you're safe. Yeah. Which I don't remember it happening that way in ring one and two. That's, that is the, that's the end, no, that's the end plot twist for the first one. Oh, was it? Like, that is, like, how, that is how they beat it, because they think initially that they've solved the, the mystery of the, of the kid, of, uh, the kid, Samara, Samara. in the American, I'm too used to Sadako. Oh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, at the end, they find that you, what you have to do is you have to copy it and show it to somebody, and then you have to just keep it going. So it's like the video version of the STD from It Follows. Oh, okay. Or okay. kind of like Truth or Dare. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you get someone else to take the dare, then it's off of you. Remember that? Heather? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you only prolong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this one, um, one of the people that ends up as part of the experiment, um, her, his girlfriend, which he left back in his hometown, calls him and then she can't get a hold of him anymore because he's involved in this, she doesn't know it. She goes to find out what's going on, finds out that he's part of this experiment, ends up watching it to save his life because she's told if she watches a copy, then mm -hmm. you know, the person that watched it previously gets eliminated from their seven days or whatever. So she watches it and then she starts getting more information from the video than anybody else. To mm -hmm. which the professor's like, wait a minute, there's, your video's longer and there's added footage that nobody else's video has. What's going on? So Remix. Remix. And it leads, leads them back to, kind of like in part two, where they find out who Samara is, um, go to the town, 
try to dig into her past to see if they can beat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only difference is, is in this one, they actually take it a little further and they find out who Samara's father and mother are, how she got to where she was. Um, her mother was kidnapped by a priest and subdued in the basement of the church and is a pregnant. Um, the priest is played by Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Um, okay. And he blinds himself so he doesn't have to see her because Samara would appear to him too. And if he can't see her, then she can't do anything, evidently. So she's I found kind of odd. She's just standing in front of him, tapping her foot. Yeah. Oh. Damn it. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy this one because I like that it goes further back into the history. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a history buff anyway, so that's why I like Hellraiser 4. I liked it. I don't understand why it was on this list, personally. But some of the reviews weren't that great. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, Let's see. Um, Moviefreak.com says, Rings proved to be nothing short of a complete waste of time, and if this video ended up on my laptop, tablet, or any other digital device, I'd delete it off on the hard drive within seconds, without a second's hesitation. Okay. And? 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 Who cares? Whatever. (laughs) Don't watch it then. You won't get the call. Seven days. Right? Rings is an unfortunate and often un- incomprehensible mess that kicks off with a neat premise and then never fully explores it. The Austin Chronicle. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, they're weird. They're weird. I went to the theater and saw that one. Yeah. Well, I pre-ordered it when it came out to VOD. Um, one audience person put rings attempts to reboot the franchise for the digital age and fails horribly the story follows a teenage girl who attempts to save her boyfriend um by coping and watching an infamous video that supposedly kills you seven days after watching it however her digital copy turned out to contain additional footage that she comes to believe this is a long one uh believes was meant for her leading her to go in search of its meaning once again, tries to make Samara a sympathetic victim. Doesn't work. On and on. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I find it a fun movie. Uh, the opening, I really enjoy because it's all on a plane. Mm-hmm. And it starts out with a guy going, I just watched this film and it said I was going to die in seven days. And today's that day. I have seven minutes. And the girl on the plane next to him is like, um, what? <laughs> And then a video shows up on all the little screens in the airplane, and the airplane crashes. And I was like, that's a good way to start. Right? But why didn't the rest of the passengers get seven days? They got like seven minutes. (laughs) Luck of the draw, I guess. I guess. I guess. No patience. No patience. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I would highly recommend it if you like the Rings uh, movies. Um, I need to go back and rewatch the Japanese ones because they are a little more intense. Than the Americanized versions. Yeah. We should do that soon. We should. I've got the first one on Blu-ray. Aren't uh, both of them on Shutter still? Well, the all three of them are. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Miss Chris. Yes. What did you pick? 
What'd you, what'd you I, watch? Okay, so going through the list, I was like, oh, I'll get that one. And then I was reading the text messages from this morning going, fuck, they all picked it up. <laughs> Damn, they got that one. <laughs> quicker on okay, the draw, Chris. fine. I'll have to find something else. So I was looking, and I was like, oh, my God, Jaws is on here. Why is Jaws on here? And then I saw, oh, wait, Shudder. Why is Shudder on here? Shudder was good. No, but you've got to preface that it wasn't Jaws. It was Jaws, it was Jaws 3D. The three. No, 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 it was Jaws, Jaws 4. Jaws Revenge. No, it was Jaws Revenge. The, the, one, with Jaws Ma- the one with Michael Caine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where they go back yeah. to. The one yeah. where the shark is on for out for revenge. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's silly, but I so like it. It's silly, but. <laughs> I was going through and I was looking and I was like, oh, Shudder's on. Wait, Shudder? Why is Shudder on here? Shudder was good. So. If you don't know what it is, it's actually um, an Asian horror movie. It's it's pretty good. The original is. It takes it way darker than, of course, the Americans do. But um, pretty much the basis of the movie, and I'm going to do spoilers, so. <gasps> spoilers! Spoilers! We, we went darling. over the entire spoilers. plot for Jason Takes Manhattan. Right? <laughs> everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not quite everything. Most, Most of it. <laughs> so we meet this newlywed couple, and one of them is a photographer. How sweet. Aww. So, and they're in New York, and you know, love in New York. Aww. This is the remake, right? Yes, yeah. this is the remake. Gotcha. This is American. It's American uh, side. Okay, so then. Uh, the dude from Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Uh, Hang on, I'll tell you his mm, name. My phone what's his name, dark. Paul? Joshua Jackson. Yeah, that Joshua Jackson. Pacey from the, the Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And Rachel, Ta- Rachel Taylor is the bride. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go. Joshua, the, the guy, gets a job in Japan. <gasps> no. Working for some of his buddies that he knew back in the day. Yep. And. Um, as a fashion photographer. As a fashion photographer. And so he goes over there with his new bride. And, of course, she's driving. It's late at night. And she thinks she hits a human. So she's freaking out, thinking she's hit this, this girl that was in, in the road. Well, she shouldn't be in the road. There's no one there. What? I know. And that's when you jump at the person by the campfire. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Boogie boogie. <laughs> Police search. They can't find a body. And that goes on. So they get to where they're going, which is a nice little cabin. Aw, honeymoon. In the woods? Yes. By Mount Fiji. Of course it's in the oh. woods. Oh. Yeah. In Suicide Forest? Mm, not quite. Oh. It was. That'd, be that'd be amazing. Be like whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> Just did. So then you come to find out that this guy that she's married to, recently got married to, was dating a Japanese girl who... From the the before times. From the before times. Uh, Megumi Okina is the actress's name. Mm -hmm. And she plays... Actually, I think she plays Megumi in the... I believe so, yeah. Yeah, they just changed the last name. Um. She plays a girl, ex-girlfriend of his that apparently she walked away from her family to be with him because he was American. Mm-hmm. 
and he ended up wanting to try to break it off, but it didn't happen. So his friends, his three buddies, hatched a plan to get her drunk, drug her, and <laughs> proceed to take pictures and rape her. She, in turn, kills herself. Such good friends. I know. She, oh. in turn, kills herself. Master plan. By drinking cyanide. Mm-hmm. Comes back. Haunts the newlywed couple. That's a harsh way to take your own life. Yeah, cyanide. Cyanide? Yeah. Kills the friends. Yep. And rightfully so. I mean, the entire time she's actually trying to protect the newly, yeah. the new wife. Yeah, yeah, she's protecting her. Yeah. But it, it's, it, it is not horror-based like slasher and it's not, it's not a and slasher, but no it's yeah. more psychological it's and thriller kind of thing mixed into it so it and I, because he's a photographer he takes pictures and they're uh, they're skewed they're ghost pictures <coughs> ghost images yeah. so like pictures of like you know the balls of lights or the little wispies mm-hmm. that you see um a lot of times in photography of course it can be explained light dust bugs but this could not but these could not and in Japan, it's very, they're very, They have a very whole society oh, yes. of ghost ph- photography. Yes, people that like just... Like a magazine that's yeah. devoted to it. Yeah. There is an actual magazine, yes. Yeah. Um, however, I don't know the name of it. But um, it said that the, the images of the dead come back to those of the living so that they can protect or warn or um, settle debts or you know unfinished business so to speak but anyways this made the list and i didn't understand why at first but then i understood that juxtapose there you go juxtapose juxtapose that's that's an art magazine no that's not it (laughs) i don't know anything about art. no that's not it that's an art i only went to art school (laughs) (laughs) i got some zany stuff in there no, it's an underground one. Oh. Um, well, damn. Yeah, I know. Honestly, uh, Dawson's Creek, he's a little overdramatic as, you know, the, the husband, but I, I think the, the girls, you know, mm-hmm. acting and playing off of it and finding out everything about what her husband did beforehand, yeah, spot on. And uh, Megumi does a good job. She was. She a, does a she, job. she was actually in the uh, original Japanese Grudge. Yes. Juwan. In case you guys didn't know. <laughs> and this was during a whole time that a lot of remakes were happening from American Orient. films were yeah. taking from the Japan. We had the Grudge during that time. We right. had the Eye and the Ring. Oh yeah. And yeah. kind of got lost in the shuffle of all that. I mean, it is actually really good. I enjoyed it. Um, so when I saw it on the ring, I was like, that's, that's, that's the one. Why is it on the list? That's, why is it on the list? Well, the list says, because it was an American remake that was sadly, it was just a sad horror movie. The twist and turns never delivered and horror moments were just as cliche moments. Um, I mean, it, it Kind of like it's sad, but that's like quite by design. Yeah. <laughs> um, the tomato meter gave it a nine percent. 
Nine. 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 That's it. Uh, critic consensus was worse than nothing but trouble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> critics consensus was being a remake of a Thai horror film instead of Japanese doesn't prevent Shutter from being another lame Asian horror remake. Okay. Yeah. I Who's feel like the. Who was the director on Shutter? Um, uh, Masayuki Ochai. No, that was the original. No, no wait. No, I, no. I, Master Ochi is the yes. Okay. Yeah. I okay. feel like a lot of these reviewers are not horror fans because a lot of horror movies get shuffled around and given bad reviews mm-hmm. because they're not quote unquote mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like. <coughs> But well, here's one for Shutter. Hang on. From this? Entertainment Weekly, which is supposed to be all about entertainment. Their their thing is, well, the next terror-minded remake involve a possessed telegraph machine or a grudge-minded ox and cart. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. Little did they little did they know they'd have two about cell phones coming up. That's true. So I do have to say this, though. You know, reading some of the reviews on movies and mania. Um, I really did kind of agree with this one. <laughs> and the guy who wrote it is called Dorgasm. Okay. It's difficult to say the least to fear an antagonist who you know is justified. In fact, after you realize what jerks Ben and his pals are, you'll probably end up cheering for the ghost. And even as Jane does her best Naomi Watts impression, all in all, avoid the film if you can. I, I would agree, except for the last part. Yeah. I, I would not avoid the film, but I would agree that you are going to be rooting for the ghosts. You definitely <laughs> are rooting for Miyumi. <laughs> yes, Miyumi. Which, which I mean Miyumi. is not on. Miyumi. 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 Which I mean, it's not uncommon in the in the world of ghost stories. There's lots of ghost stories where the ghost is justified in the end. Well, yeah. So and it reportedly. Did forty-seven million eight hundred and seventy-nine thousand and four hundred and ten theatrically against the budget of eight million. Success. Hmm. Oh. Well, depending on advertising distribution. Yeah. I, I think one reason that a lot of these get um, oh, the reviews on. they get in America is because um, they're not. They're not familiar with the fact that the Japanese are very into their ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Um, like the way we see them, we're like, "Oh, paranormal activity!" Ooh. Over there, they're like, "Oh shit! Don't mess! Don't 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 mess with the ghosts! Don't fuck with them! They will get you!" Sorry for the uh, under my breath cursing. Oh, I hit the little knobby thing on the side of your ankle. Oh, don't do that. That my that fucking hurts. Don't do granite it. Granite and wrought iron coffee table. <laughs> hurt. Yeah. But I'm looking at some of the reviewers. Don't take on your this. granite for granted. Some of their critic reviewers is like E Splatter, Cinema Crazed, Time Out, the Shiznet.co.uk, IGN Movies, Austin Chronicle, Film School Rejects. So I mean it's it's not like huge yeah. you know. People like, uh, I don't know, Vogue or the big boys. 
Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but uh, would you recommend it? Yes. <laughs> Highly. Highly. Yes. Both versions of it. <laughs> All of it. Both versions. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. You had a second one, Paul. I did have a second one. What's your second one, Paul? What's your second one, Paul? You want to take you want to take yours first or mine? Okay. Uh, the The reason I came up with this list in the first place was because of this movie right here, and I'm b- very bewildered because normally movies like that end up on these lists, you can look at the audience score or later on and say, "Oh, well, they find their audience later." I guess. Right. That does not seem to be the case with this, and I only know people that like this. Troll 2. White Noise. Oh. White Noise? With Michael Keaton. Love that movie. Mm, that was pretty good. Yeah. 7% on the Rotten Tomato meter. That's even 30, less than Shutter. Yes. 31% audience score, which is the one that's constant, that is updated. Oh. <clears throat> and I was, yeah, out of 100,000 plus ratings. And like I'm mystified by that. I will because much like Shutter came out during the Asian remake craze, White Noise came out whenever there was like a dramatic ghost story. Like you know, Hollywood seemed to have a thing for dramatic ghost stories, whether yeah. they were about the supernatural phenomena. They had Dragonfly and Mothman prophecies and mm-hmm. stuff. And while Dragonfly has a seven percent as well on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is significantly higher on Dragonfly. Really? And I do not like that movie. No. <laughs> I mean, no offense if you do, but that movie was—that movie just died in the last act to me. Yeah. And uh, Mothman Prophecies, I do like, but I don't think that White Noise is that much like in you know much better or worse or whatever. Right. Uh, like they're kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah. So White Noise is centered, uh, based around the world of EVP, uh, which I'm not going to get that acronym right if I don't look at it. Electronic Voice Phenomena. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Which, in pretense, is if you run um, a digital recorder or microcassette recorder or what have you in an empty room, quiet, and you ask questions, presumably... You can catch disembodied voices mm-hmm. on the recording. Yeah. To which people believe is speaking with the dead. Sure. I had to leave the room. What movie are we talking about? White Noise. White Noise. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. You That's what I thought, but yeah. I wanted to make sure. You seen it? I have. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been, it's a, been while. a while. Um, th- but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flat out say when I tell you this plot, it's going to seem very familiar. But with these types of movies, it's all in how they're done. And like, there's a there's a pretty good third act for this movie that I that I was not expecting the first the first time I saw it. So it centers around uh, Michael Keaton playing an architect named Jonathan Rivers, who's happily married when his wife unfortunately dies in a car accident. He's approached by a uh, man who who believes fiercely in EVP and says that he's been recording messages that he is certain is from Anna beyond the grave trying to reach her or trying to reach him. First doesn't believe him, then he starts getting like some uh, like some of the messages uh, start hitting on things that are going on in his life, kind of like uh, you know, things that she, he, this you know, guy he thought thinks is a sham wouldn't know otherwise. He starts recording like static on the TV and starts getting messages 
but the messages may not be coming from who he thinks they're coming from, even though they're t- even though they're leading him into areas where he might be saving uh, those the, the loved ones of people that he's getting messages from. Right. Yeah. It uh. I really like, and like I said, it's got a third act. Uh, it's got Michael Keaton in it. It's got Deborah Cara Unger in it. I was, I thought, she, someone who was in a lot of movies and then just kind of vanished. Maybe who was she, that? Deborah Cara Unger. She oh was yeah. In, she was in Silent Hill, The Game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I it it is a it's a solid one. If if those types of movies are your jam, if you happen to be one of those that like Dragonfly and didn't see White Noise. It's better than seven percent. I would think so. And uh, I mean, I've got a bias. I like Keaton, but how can you not? I mean, he's great in just about anything he does. Yeah. Um, critics consensus on this one. While there are some built-in scares, the movie is muddled and unsatisfying. Yeah. Muddled. There's. Yeah, one of the one of the like whenever I was looking through these, like the most recent review was from last year because it got a Blu-ray release, so it got oh, re-reviewed, yeah. and they're they're still they're still ripping into it. Yeah, <laughs> and like I get some of the things they talk about. They talk about some jump scares. The movie definitely has some of those built-in jump scares for the year. You know, that's related to the year it came out. And it's two thousand seven, is it? Um. Let's see. Uh, 2005. 2005. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it came out for streaming in 2016. Yeah. So. Yep. And we talked about the sequel. Uh, you know, you I know you said you're not a fan. I, the sequel had some things going for it. I'll say that. And I will say that if you are really into EVP and you believe firmly in it, this movie only uses it as a plot device. Yeah. It's not going to like. Oh, see, there you go. They really know their stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you think you're going to be getting like Ghost Adventures type stuff through this, you're, you're no. Right. No. Uh, you'll get, you'll get, oh, I caught something. But there was the one guy he talks to mm-hmm. that's supposed to be an expert in EVP. Yeah, it's the, it's the guy that brings him into it. Yeah. yeah. The one who's getting the messages from Anna. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of, the, some of the reviews are not good. <laughs> a lot of them are not good. Yeah, the soundtrack and crackling static contorting into mysterious moans creates a chilling mood, but the characters are so thin. <laughs> okay. Fine. If that's what you think, you think that. Empire Magazine. I'm not nice. saying you're going to rush out and buy the 4K, but, you know. Why not? I, I, well, maybe you will, but... <laughs> Well, maybe not the 4K, because I don't know if I got converted. But Blu-ray, at least. <laughs> it's VOD worth a watch. at the minimal, okay? VOD. It's worth a watch. Definitely. <laughs> I remember, I think I saw that one in the theater when it came out. I was I'm pretty sure I was working at the video store at that time. And almost, I mean, I don't remember many people panning it. So, I was very surprised to see it on this list. Yeah. Yep. And then Heather has one final. I do. I do. And I'm still in Friday the 13th. Oh, are you? I am. You are? I am. She just what uh, what that day genre. of the week is it? <sighs> Friday the 13th. Uh, oh, okay. Um, but this one on the list was Jason X. It's one of the higher rated ones in our amongst our picks here. Mm-hmm. 
But I absolutely love this movie. Yeah. Like, it is a go-to. If I'm having a bad day, I can turn it on. It makes me giggle. And it's it's just fun. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who doesn't want an Uber, Jason? Yeah. Come on now. My favorite one. You know, see? See? Mm-hmm. So, in Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 20%. Um, was, that the, was that the I'll highest be, score? I'll be honest. I'll be honest. When you told me it was twenty percent, I thought it was higher than I thought it would be. I did too. It, I really thought it was going to be lower. Because when this. this movie came out, just on sheer trailers, people were panning this. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. So what happens is it's like two thousand and eight, and the U.S. government has captured Jason. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they're trying to figure out what to do with him. Well, one of these doctor scientist people, she wants to, to freeze him in cryostasis. Is that the correct? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, freeze him in cryostasis. Well, so the government's idea is that they can use him as a killing machine. <clears throat> and then all the bad things ensue. He breaks free, kills the army guys, and then... She lures him into the cry- the cryostasis unit mm-hmm. and is looking at him, and he stabs with his hockey knife. With his hockey knife. His hockey, hockey knife. knife. <laughs> Man, hockey is a yes. violent it's sport. Very, you know what I mean? He's, you see his face in the hockey mask, and he stabs his knife through the door and cuts her. And then they both end up in cryostasis. Says, I cut you, And then... 445 years later, they get unfrozen. 445 years. On board a spaceship. Who decided this number of how many years? This is what I want to know. What? How, who decided how many years? I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, but so they find them and they bring them back aboard their ship, which is like a. I want to. It's kind of like a. They're all students. Mm-hmm. They're either extremely dorky. Or extremely Warning. naughty. <laughs> Except the one naughty, guy. Naughty, naughty. With his robot. Well, he's the nerdy one. Yeah. 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 And Always a bunch of one. soldiers on this, yes. on this ship. And so they decide that they're going to thaw these two out. The girl is fine. So they, but they decide they're going to thaw Jason out. And by doing it, they use Idiot. the little um, nano... Machines? Yeah, the little nanites. Yeah. And they make him into Uber Jason, who is able to regenerate himself. And he freezes a girl's face off. He puts it in the... Cannibal salad. And then just like slams it on there. <laughs> just half a face. Oh, that's the one that has my favorite eye. kill in it. Which one? It's, it's where Jason shoves the guy backwards and he falls in the giant Oh, on thing. the giant... Uh, and he just uh, screams. And he gets... He, gets yes. he lands on this giant like... Almost drill like a bit. drill bit, and and then he like sc- he's like spinning around, and he like dr- goes all the way through his body, all the way down, and then he stops. You can love that. Love that. I think the girls when when we watched it, they were you know they were just getting into the horror stuff, and they loved it. That's when they came up with Righteous Kill, Flawless. Yeah, you know. Oh, like from Mortal Kombat. Oh, they just yeah. they <laughs> threw in like a whole bunch of other ones too, and it was just. <laughs> I, I, I at first I was like, should I, should I stop them? But then they kept getting, oh, righteous kill, and they would really get into it, and it's like, well, I mean, how do you stop that? Who doesn't want Jason in space? 
I'm with just a saying. special suit of armor. Oh, in the sleeping bag. In the sleeping bag. Oh, yeah. So, okay, the there simulation. is simulation. There is a story behind that. Do you know it? I think so, but I'll let you. I'll let you tell it. Story was that there were so many takes on Jason picking up the sleeping bag that had the simulated camper in it, slamming against the tree, that Kane, by the end of the so many takes, was so exhausted and the the sleeping bag was actually slipping in his hands. Uh-huh. He was pissed off, picked it up and slammed it against the tree, and that one take was technically the final take right. that they took. Right. Mm. It's a good one. But it just it's just fun. You know, I know, I know I describe things as fun, but it really is. It's not. <laughs> You're it's the not only friend of mine that I know that describes blood and torture and gore as much as I can and use the word fun in it. Fun. <laughs> Me and <Paul laughs> Unless we're doing the effects. Then right. you're all like. You're like a kid at Christmas that has the, all the toys. And I, I am too, but I mean. <laughs> I know. I get to make the toys. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, so. One a, a positive review it got it says as far as a B horror movie goes with camp and cheese it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> camp Literally, and that's cheese. the review. I yeah. like that. But um, another guy just he said that uh, whatever they paid Canadian horror I don't know how to say that word A U T E auteur auteur David Cronenberg to appear in this godforsaken mess. It wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... It, I get the feeling that Cronenberg wanted to be there. So. I think so, too. Yeah. He likes doing that type of stuff. And his kill was great. Um, hold on. There's another one. So if you look for Cronenberg cameos, you're like, oh, there he is. He's in uh, Jason X. Oh, there he is. He's a Nightbreed. Oh, he's in The Stupids. <laughs> 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 yeah, critics' consensus on this one is Jason goes to the future, but the story is still stuck in the past. Yeah. Oh, you're so clever. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was hoping for another one afterwards because at the end, you know, he lands on another planet. I was like, we just need to take take it from there. Oh yeah, he does, but it still has the Camp Crystal Lake in it. It's probably Camp Every Alien plant. Lake. Who knows? Every planet has a Camp Crystal Lake. Every rig. planet. <laughs> uh, this one came out in '02, so that's why it's mm-hmm. got a little more of the uh, digital stuff in it. Yep. Uh, Lisa Ryder is the robot. It's kind of funny. There's a funny scene in there. Oh, there is a funny scene about her nipples. Yes. Why do you want those things? Janessa has those things. <laughs> but Janessa's what? Real? <laughs> That's the same. I just and love her expressions. Yes. They're so... Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And then when she gets all decked out and, like... Body armor and everything. Yeah. Oh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> also has one of our favorite lines. It's okay, everybody. He just, he wants, just wants a machete back. machete back. <laughs> okay, guys. It's okay. He just okay. wants his machete back. Just wants his machete back. <laughs> uh... But it's a fun movie. I lo- I, it's one of my fave Fridays also. Although that one and the previous film rarely get put into the Friday the 13th box sets because neither one of them have that in the title. 
They're yeah. just Jason goes to hell and Jason X. Okay, so then I have a question for you three. Us three? What? Why not for everybody? Out of all the bad horror movies we've seen, and we've seen a whole lot. That's like our that's like our <laughs> thing. That's our thing, our jam. What are your two picks? Four. For what? Worst horror movies you've seen. Snow Sharks. Snow Sharks. We didn't make it ten minutes. Yep. And we're real bad about watching real bad horror movies. I like the camp the campier the better. The mm-hmm. campier, the crappier, the I mean, we've seen what is it? Trees given. Trevenge. Trevenge. Revenge. That Which was, was a little one. nine. A little nine, nine minute. minute. Yeah. Yeah. About Christmas trees coming I for revenge. It's great. Twenty minutes of my life on that one. Oh, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Stupid. I know it was. That was a point. Uh, it that, was right there with Snow Shark that we never made it through. We can't even make it through a third well, of the I film. Mean, like so, I really enjoy those bad B rated movies. I just do. Like. Um, Killer Tomatoes. Attack of the Killer Donuts. Ah! Uh-huh. Killer what? Clowns. Microwave Massacre? That's a good oh, one, too. Oh, that was a good one. Just, you know. Chopping Mall. The I love Chopping Mall. The only chopping problem with, with Microwave Massacre is... Jack Frost. No. That was a horrible Fro- one. Yes, but the voice of the serial killer is that one? In Microwave mm-hmm. Massacre... Is the same voice as Frosty the Snowman. It is. And so you hear him having sex. <laughs> yeah. Scar you for life. <laughs> Come on, Paul. Your turn. Uh, the stuff I like is tend to... T- the stuff I really hate tends to be rated higher, actually. Yep. I really dislike the movie Gravy. Uh, yeah. It is a horror comedy from the guy from Psych. Oh. Whatever his name is, uh, the, the partner from Psych. Yeah, yeah, he made, he yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It starts off pretty promising, uh-huh. and then it ends up being a a a, uh, ha- a, a restaurant invasion cannibal movie. <laughs> With, I mean, it's silly. Like it's real silly, but they make you care about the characters too much, no. and they're and it's not like a oh these guys are gonna take them out. No, there anybody that's not part of the cannibal crew is victims except for like one or two, and it's just like why did you make me? Why did you make these characters relatable before you started the end of this? Right. And now you're using freaking uh, America's funniest home video style sound effects. For these death games that are oh. gor- grotesque, and I'm like, oh. I can't get behind this at all. Gosh. Did they throw a Wilhelm in there or two? Yeah. yeah. Um, but what what'll typically be the death nail in, in a horror movie for me? Boring. Yeah. If it's bore, like if it takes itself too seriously, if it just kind of drones on, and I can't give you examples because in general I'll forget them. Yeah. yeah. Because I've there have been so many. Yeah. <laughs> There's some that just take themselves way too seriously. Yeah, because I because I love the ghost I love the ghost stories and mediocre <laughs> ghost, and mediocre ghost stories are a dime a dozen. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is that I like a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, we have charades going on. Yes. We <laughs> <laughs> have act out these horror movies once in a while because yeah. we're like, I don't remember the name. This. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it seems like for us, the kind of 
more out there like we like the bizarre <laughs> so the worse the horror movie the better for this group pretty much and always i've seen I birdemic even, five times i like birds. <laughs> i like birdemic i can't i'm with that i like fun. it what i like that? it it makes me happy when i'm in a bad mood birdemic does? Yes. oh yes it's fantastic this it's like, so awful like she she hasn't seen the whole thing oh you know no oh you need okay to. well time out you know yeah the solar panels okay. Uh, on the other <laughs> hand, you're the reason I had to watch Genetic Opera the other time, and now I got that damn song stuck in my head. Well, you paid me back, okay? And then I paid Paul. Good. Yep. <laughs> it all came back. It all came back. What a payback. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we, we even like the ones that are shown on, like, a certain channel. <laughs> Vivid? Playboy? Yes. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know if I can say it. That should not be named. What? The channel. The what ch channel? Ch the Shudder. The Sci-Fi Channel? Yeah. Oh. The sci I, I'm sure they'd be glad to have some free publicity. I'm sure they would too. I don't know if I could say it or not. But anyways, so like Sharknado. Do we have to pay royalties? Oh my God. Right? Sharknado oh. is the best. I'm sorry. Yes, the whole point of that series is that it's a dumb movie. It's terrible. It's supposed you, to be bad. But you watch it for the kills to we see who's in it and who dies. Oh, and I can it. honestly say I've seen all of them. Yes. Oh, we had parties. A, we every had time we had parties. Yeah. Yeah, because we would, have, we would have our parties, and we even have a shark head that we put our take pictures in with a mask. Mm -hmm. like a mask and, but, um, like, we would have whole, like watching parties so we yeah. watched the first one and then the next one would come out and it would show the first one and the second one so we'd yeah. watch both and then the third one we watched one two and three yep. until it got to what five. Five. five yeah and we would i mean we would start at like 11 in the morning and go to like 10 at night watching these sharknado movies what yep. was so funny is that you know we would be here all day and we all would day. actually watch oh, yeah. it oh, over yeah. and over again and it was hilarious yeah. My uh. Yeah. And we wa we watch them all. We had, you know, uh, Sharktopus versus whatever, werewolf or whatever, or uh, Crocosaurus. <laughs> Two headed shark. Five headed shark. All of them. Yep. Lava Lantula. Watch them all. <laughs> watch Two them lava tulantula. Yeah. yeah Eight legged freaks. My main, my my main thing with it, like my main thing with pitching this this particular episode though is any of these any of these movies you know they get they get trashed like somebody spends an hour and a half watching it and they go right. oh I kind of deem that that's not good and I'm a critic so I get to voice my opinion for this right and like I'm not I'm not even gonna take the time to think about like the effort that went into it. Yeah. All these movies, like even even the trashiest movies that you watch, oh, yeah. they take effort, and it's not just one person; it's your your writers, your directors, your actors, everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, Killer Tomatoes or Killer Clowns or any of those. Um, they take they take effort, they take money, they take preparation, they take equipment, they take mm -hmm. people, you know. And that's why you see the things in the beginning of the films now. You know, piracy is not a victimless crime. Yep. These people don't get paid if you don't pay for it. That's right. <laughs> Stop killing the arts. Right? But, uh... Because that's kind of what you do. I mean, you're killing their jobs. Yep. 
It's like the guy on YouTube, the, the everything wrong with this movie in Cinema seven Sin. minutes or whatever. Yeah, Cinema Sense. Yeah. You know, he, he takes his job a little too seriously to really scrub through that movie and go, oh, that's wrong. Oh, that's wrong. Oh, that's wrong. It, it's not yeah, an exact sometimes, science. Sometimes the errors are hilarious. Are what makes it a great movie. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like sometimes, like Chris was saying in Jason X about the the scene with the sleeping bag. Yeah. The very last shot they got was just because he was pissed off and tired and exhausted. And that was the one they went with. Yeah. Because initially the director was like, it was supposed to be like two or three hits. Yeah. And he finally just got pissed off. He was tired of it slipping out of his hands. He just grabbed it, slammed it, and they went, you know what? The one hit's more effective. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, those happy accidents. So it's happy accidents. That's why they're called happy yeah. accidents. Yeah. Uh, but tell us what you all think. Uh, some of your favorite bad movies. Yes, let you us know, know. Maybe we haven't seen it. Maybe we'll go we watch it. Yes. And then we'll give our critique to it. Oh, you know which one we did forget? What? Feed me, Seymour. What? Where does that one rate on the scale? I don't know. High. It that should be really high. high. That should be the top of the list high. Uh, are we talking the 80s one? Or are we talking the original? Talking I, I'm talking about the 80s version that came out with Rick Moranis Steve Martin? Well, I mean, well he was in it too, but he was also in the remake as well. I, I can't imagine. Oh, of course. I okay, so we're figuring this out. M. DeBuzz got it as a 7 out of 10. Hold on. You know, Meta maybe, has it as an 81. Maybe yeah. we'll go through all the lists. We'll go through IMDb. No, no, we don't need to do that. Oh, okay, <laughs> let's not do 90% rot fresh. Yeah. 90? Although, for some reason, the screen cap above it is Toxie. Huh. I don't know why that is, but okay. Huh. Whatever. Hmm. Yeah, that, that one's in my top 10, so. I mean, <laughs> it, it's just amazing, you know. <laughs> You gotta love that one. But you know, back in the '80s, that was how we—if if a critic rated it high, we knew we had to go see. It. We we right. didn't want to go see it because they rated it high. If they oh, hated yeah. it, that's we exactly had to go what see we it. had to go see. Yeah. Okay, and if you don't know who what we're talking about, it's the Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot the name. <laughs> well, I was trying to get her to say it by saying "Feed Me Seymour," but you know. Well, I was busy fast fingering it. Okay, come Seymour on. Blue list over there. Whoa, whoa, now. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the keyboard, guys. Come on. <laughs> well, a lot of boys come on the whoa, keyboard. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> That's not technically what we're talking about. I was typing it in with my fast fingers. <laughs> On the computer to pull up the score. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what was happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, tell us uh, some of your favorite, you know, bad horror movies or what's classified as a bad horror movie. You know, the, the B-side movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, let us know what those are. We take a look. If we haven't seen it, we'll give our little point of view on it. Right. Um, uh, don't forget to give us a review. If you're interested in figuring out where you can go and subscribe to us, just head over to fearcentral.net and we've got everything under the about page. All 17, 18, 20 places you can go to to pick from. That's a lot. Anywhere from Apple to Google to we're on uh, Amazon now. Spreaker. You can just go to your Alexa and hey, 
Alexa, play Fear Central Podcast. And there it is. Fantastic. Love yep. it. On cave walls. Cave walls, you know, yep. we're everywhere. Dorafts. You know, sides of UFOs. Edge and sketches. Mm-hmm. Light brights. Mm. We're everywhere. Love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but we do hope that y'all have a really great week. Check out some of these movies that we've mentioned if you haven't seen them already. Um, we will see y'all again next week. And as always, stay scared.